This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Postseason is still our goal, always. And that's something that it's up to these players. They've got to go out and win these games. We've got to keep adding talent. But I think it's coming together as a group, and certainly their motivation every day. Let's get to the playoffs. Anything can happen. That was Tommy Shepard on the Wizards Radio Network. Wiz in action tonight in Dallas. They take on the Mavericks, who are tick over 500 at 25 and 23. We're discussing the landscape in D.C. sports right now, and just as a fan, where you get your hope from, because the idea when you watch and root for these teams is they can accomplish something meaningful. With the Capitals, by far ahead of everyone else in their chances to do so in the moment, a likely playoff team. they got to get their act back together after they were the hottest team in hockey for a month. They brought Wilson and Backstrom back on the same day, and and in hindsight, while that was just was an cool. amazing yeah. night, they were on the, the, the big screen together being reintroduced. They're in the same starting lineup on the same line. I think it was a lot at one time. Maybe if you staggered it, but I know they just, you can't help it. They came back at the same time. They got healthy at the same time. But even if it was a few games apart, maybe it would have been beneficial in hindsight um, because all of a sudden you're sitting guys now and they were in a good rhythm. And I think it has hurt them a little bit. And getting those two guys back, specifically Wilson, is massive. Yeah, you, you know? go through that, but know that they, they haven't necessarily been the same team as before those guys came back. Totally. By the way, tonight, no TJ Oshie who's flown back to mm-hmm. D.C., a congratulations to he and his wife, uh, Lauren Oshie. They're having their fourth child uh, sometime around now. I don't know if it's today, tomorrow, yesterday, whatever, but he won't be with the team. And Alex Ovechkin's a game-time decision as they take on the defending champs. So that's not oh, ideal. Um, no big deal. <laughs> but uh, if Ovi plays, ideally, you know they can find a way to steal a win and then get back here to play the Penguins at home. But you, you would put the caps ahead of everyone else in terms of readiness to compete. The Commanders might be second in terms of how soon you could win something meaningful just because the Nats are now a few years away. But the the whole point of the conversation is the Wizards and how right now this feels really hopeless to expect them to do anything impactful. Why do you and I, this is rhetorical, why do you and I do this? Why do conversations happen in barbershops with buddies over a beer? Anywhere, right? What, what are we really talking about? We should keep this guy. We should cut this guy. We should trade this guy. We should sign this guy. We should draft this guy. What's the point of every conversation? You're sitting there trying to figure out how your team can be great. That's all this is. You're looking ahead. You're trying to squint and see this is the road we take. If this works, if this works, if that works, that doesn't work. Cut this, sign this, try this, etc. That's all we're doing at the end of the day is looking ahead and trying to find a reason to believe and hope and you look for the vision. I can see it even though there's no precedent for it with, with the commanders, I can see it. It's a league that's designed for people to repeat and upstarts happen all the time. With the Nationals, i got to look a longer way in the future, but I can see it. They did it before. With the Capitals, they're still doing it. With the Wizards, I don't see it. 
And I think that's at the core of what we're talking about. Is there light at the end of this tunnel, and how does it compare to the light at the end of the other team's tunnels? I guess if I'm boiling the topic down into a few words. Rod's in D.C. joining us on Grant and Danny. Hey, Rod. What's up, Rod? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, dude. Um, there's no light at the end of this tunnel, and we are on a hamster wheel. Every player we draft, we trade away. Jordan, just the, 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 the guy we just drafted, who's in the G League right now. With, Johnny with Davis. Most confident. Johnny he can't Davis. get on the yeah. floor. He can't get on the floor. Why we draft him? I, we haven't had a rookie that we actually drafted, and he played starting night or even the same week. I, 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 I cannot remember a rookie that we actually drafted and he played and actually produced for us. Like, same year. You see all these rookies around the league, and they're playing. We, we don't have that. We never have that. I think, thank you for the call. Number one, they, they have not drafted well. Period. Full stop, period. Yep. There's no defending their draft history recently in the first round or even over post-Beal, I'd say, over the last decade, it's been really, really, really bad. That just is what it is. Yes. I think there is some context, you could say, in the range that they often draft. It is more of a crapshoot in that 9-12 to 12 range or whatever than it would be in the NFL, where you're getting a really good player, best corner in the country, maybe something like that. Or in other sports, hockey or even baseball, you're, you're getting better versions of players maybe than in the NBA. Having said that, other teams find a way to do it all the time. And they, where is their Halliburton? You know, where is their guy who was drafted outside of the top five, outside of the top ten, who becomes amazing? They don't have that guy. I think they have drafted one player since 1980 who's averaged 20-plus points, Bradley Beal, who averages 22. and th- That's the entire list. Yeah, I mean, and some of it, there's a little bit of bad luck to it. Some years when you get the number three pick, it's Otto Porter. Perfectly fine, but come on. Some years, if you have the number three pick, it's Luka Doncic. Right. You know, like so that's not their fault specifically. What is their fault, though, to your to your point, is A, not, never hitting. That's really hard to do. You go a decade plus of that going, hey, this can you believe this guy was drafted there? You can explain and he's a, star? a year away, two years yes, away. Not that much. The other part, and this is the part that I think is a bigger issue, is you're drafting him to a team that's trying to compete right now this minute for that nine seed. I need the kid that you drafted at 9, 10, 11, 12 to be allowed to screw up and allowed to fail. Play 37 minutes a night. Let I, I, the guy I always pick is Denny Avdia. Let Denny Avdia screw up a bunch. Let him brick three after three after three after three. If it doesn't work out, now we know and we, we're going to be in a better position to find his replacement or someone that can be a star. If it does work out, now you're getting somewhere. They don't do that. It just goes back to a philosophical issue, which is. They never draft high enough to get the really good players anyway Mm -hmm. because they don't allow themselves to be bad enough to do that. And there's something to be said, too, for the minutes logged and how often the young players that they bring in here get the best crack at turning into something. Let's go to Eric in Maryland on Grant and Danny. Hey, Eric. What's up, Eric? Hey, guys. How are you? It's a first-time caller. Oh, we appreciate Uh, you making the call, man. Thanks. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, I think that the uh, Wizards have zero, zero hope. I think this trade was abysmal. Uh, in theory, when you make a trade, aren't you trying to be better after the trade? And I think this trade makes the Wizards worse, and I think the Lakers robbed them. I mean, we finally had a really good, young, emerging player that we obviously should keep and try to build around. And uh, it seems like the Wizards are actually trying to stay mediocre. (laughs) Thank you, buddy. Thanks, dude. So two things. They got the worst end of the deal unequivocally. 
sometimes in basketball you're trading for flexibility. Yes. Which is, I think, what they did here. They yeah. didn't trade because they liked Kendrick Nunn or because three twos will turn into three great players. They liked the, the possibility of how they could use those twos in future moves maybe and, and not having to pay Rui necessarily. The one thing I just refuse to do that is suddenly happening is since they traded Rui, Rui's gotten a lot better. I don't know if you've noticed this. I have. What but, a star. I mean, he just said he's this <laughs> up-and-coming young. No, he's not. No, with all due respect to Rui. Rui averages basically the exact same points, fewer rebounds, but similar line right now to his rookie year, and it's been all four years of his career. I'm not telling you he won't be a good player in L.A., that there's not a role for Better him. Better fit, I think. There absolutely is a role for him in L.A., and he'll be fine. I think he'll have some really good games and some good moments for them. This team should not have paid Rui and kept him around. They should not have. Let's not pretend like he was something he was not. I he think, was a 13.5 yeah. rebound player who struggled on defense who's kind of in between positions and, and doesn't have the flexibility that everybody kind of craves. I mean, the the rule that the team, that the trade has to make you better, I would take exception with that. That was the Ernie Grunfeld special, right? You're slightly better because you traded for Markeith Morris and you give up another first-round pick. You traded for you know a veteran that you've had seven different times to be a 3 and D guy when you're supposed to, you've drafted two different guys to be that over the last four or five years. It, there's got to be a purpose to it. There's got to be a coherent plan. If it was just a, we got to get a little bit more cap space to sign Kyle Kuzma, that's not good enough for me. It's If it's the start of a rip all the furniture up and, and throw it overboard and let's really start anew, now you got something. But I don't think it's that. Let's talk to our guy, Gylo, the bat signal went Gylo. up. Gylo. Chance to uh, call in about the Wiz. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It just happens to be a train of you locking yourself once again into mediocrity. They are going to sign Kyle Kuzma to a absurd contract that they should never give him. But they're just going to do it anyway because they like being here. This is their nice little honey hole. They like to sit here, not win 45 games, and, you know, maybe scratch into the playoffs and, you know, stuff like that. I, I hate it. I haven't watched them since Thanksgiving. I, I just can't watch them right now. It's awful. It's an, it's an awful product. It really is. And I don't really understand what's the point of doing this. You know what I appreciate about Gylo? Thank you, Thanks, buddy. Gylo. He starts out every year get, you know, getting back in to some extent. Like yeah. he will, And then he just hits a wall where he goes, I'm not doing this anymore. But th- th- as frustrating as it is for him, I'm sure, and as sad as it is to hear that as a, he's a diehard Wizards fan, uh-huh. that apathy, that hopelessness, which is the word we're talking about right now, resonates throughout this entire fan base. Now, that used to be March where you pull the trigger or, or pull the ripcord. Then it became February. Then it's January. Now you heard him. It's November because you've seen it before. The instant they start up three and eleven, and then the excuse gets made because one guy, you know, you you can't do without Deron uh, Delon Wright. Apparently, Th- really, the guy that's readily available for tens of dollars. You can't win without Delon Wright playing twenty minutes an evening. Spare me the the nonsense, right? We all do. We do this every year, and it's earlier and earlier when you go. That's it. I'm out. But but, but you can't. It's not like people say, "Well, how dare you?" You know, you're a fair weather fan. No, 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 no. This isn't even about losing. Gylo, to speak for him, I think, because mm-hmm. I think me and him are similar on this, lose all the time. Do something that allows you eventually to get where everyone, including the team, wants to go. Has to be a purpose. What they're doing is just running in place, and they have been for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they, I mean, the part I don't get, and he just suggested is, like, this is what they want. This is what they prefer. This is what they like. Like, if Ted Leontis could touch a button, he'd rather be in the 8-10 to 10 area than 1-3. to three. Like, that's not a thing. 
It's just that their process that they're trying to implement, in my opinion, does not really work in the NBA. Let me offer a distinction. I think his number one concern, talking about Ted, is we will not bottom out. We will not bottom out. I think that's his concern that overrides everything. Which in some sports works. I mean, I think his philosophy is one that I actually subscribe to occasionally in sports, which is bites at the apple. I'm going to do whatever it takes every single year if I'm Mike Rizzo to build a 90-win team. I will hand that to the manager. And if we're flirting with the playoffs and we're winning division titles year in and year out, eventually we're going to knock the door down and win a World Series. It worked for the Nationals. That's the that's the gig, right? Mm-hmm. The Capitals are the ultimate example of that. It's the bites at the apple philosophy. Mm-hmm. The, the, their best three or four teams didn't win cups. Eventually, though, they got the puck luck. They, the chemistry was right. It worked out. They bought into what Trotz was doing, and they went and won a title. All you can control is the process. Yep. If the process is excellent for a long, long time, you give yourself bites at the apple, you will win. And I think that is a – there's a lot of worse philosophies. I actually like that. I think Leonsis subscribes to that. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's where it's a problem. I think in basketball, it's not really a thing. I, I think there are a couple of contenders and a lot of pretenders and if you don't have the, the the superstars running your whole outfit, then you have no chance. And they have decided, okay, we'll do it the superstar route. Our superstar is Bradley Beal. But that's not good enough. But it's not right. And you, you've bet on the wrong racehorse, so to speak. And so maybe he thinks, you know, or they think that correctly, actually, we do understand. We need superstars. But they've gone Beal and Porzingis instead of LeBron and, and Bosh or mm-hmm. Shaq and D-Wade. Yep. You know, that their superstars just aren't on the level, maybe, that they need to be. We can try to squeeze in a couple more thoughts on this if you want. 800-636-1067. Also next, I got some notes on the two games this weekend. Conference championship action. A couple of stats that I found really interesting I'll throw at you. We'll do that as soon as we return on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 